ready? Okay. How close do I need to be? Right, closer. Okay. The better. Well, not like hey, too close. Hey, that's Baxter. Okay, Brian. Welcome to the Search for Pink podcast. How did you enjoy the first episode? So much. <laughs> what was your favorite part of it? Um. Well, when you got into those really specific topics, that I thought <laughs> when you're really nailing stuff down, and I was like, wow. Like what I'm, you're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, they're really going for it on that one. And when you started getting into the heavy stuff, I was like, that's that's when I knew this, this is the podcast for me. <laughs> okay, awesome. So you must be so excited for the second episode to be coming out. Oh, I'm so stoked. Okay, do you want to hear who it's, who it's with? Oh, yeah, please okay, do tell. Okay, so her name. Oh, by the way, guys, this is my brother, Brian. Say hi, Brian. Hello. Okay. Um, do you want to say anything to the to the people in the back? Uh, yeah. Hey, we appreciate you guys too. Aww. Since you're in the back. That's really cute. Um, okay. So her name is Ciara Siller. Oh she yeah. She is obviously you. You're a big fan, right? Oh, for sure. You can't you can't stop talking about Ciara. I've known her since she was just Ciara. <laughs> without the Siller. <laughs> okay. And um, she is an actor. She's very, very talented. She moved from L.A. to Atlanta recently, but she runs a really popular healthy food dessert blog specifically. And she's a... <laughs> Brian's making a face. Don't you love healthy desserts? No, tell I want dessert to kill me. Okay, well, tell us about what you just baked earlier today, Brian. Ooh, a derby pie. What is a derby pie? It's like a pecan pie. For the people pie. in the back. Yeah, it's like a pecan pie uh-huh. with chocolate, so it's better. It's like and? you know, you get, it's like just like a waffle. You get a waffle, but you can always put chocolate in it, and it's better. <laughs> okay, what else did we get for it though? Uh, rum. Rum. Yeah, that's what makes it a derby pie. I thought you put rum in. You don't put rum in pecan pie. No. I've only made the derby pies. I don't know. <laughs> so it's just rum. We usually do whiskey, but now it's rum. Okay, so she. This is this is about Ciara Brian. Um, she runs a healthy food. How Brian? How many Instagram followers do you have? Uh, more than I can count. I know, but technically, yeah. Anyways, when we recorded this, she had forty nine thousand. She now has fifty three thousand. She like went up in like four thousand, like a month. That's I don't respectable. know how. She is really interesting. One of the favorite things. Um, I'm gonna say this, and then um, she's like done. Like, a lot of different, like, photo shoots for, like, um, magazines. She's been on the cover of magazines. Her photography has. Has your photography been on the cover of magazines? Um, no, I... I has choose, your photography been on the cover of many campaigns? Okay, I compare my photography... Remember, like, the Wu-Tang Clan, where they made only one person got the album? It's like that. It's like, art can be appreciated by few or many. It doesn't make it any less significant, in my opinion. Okay, well... This is about her, not you, Brian. Oh shoot! Well, you what were was I going to say? Shade, so I mean, I okay, to sorry, myself. sorry, Brian. I was just trying to like in perspective. So, anyways, Brian, I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this interview? Um, three cups of granulated sugar. You know. That, Whoa. Yeah. Wait, wait, Brian. This is a healthy recipe. Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, maybe I'm going to learn. That's how excited I am. That, that's how maybe next time I'll be like three cups of, you know. Agave. Wa- yeah, exactly. So maybe this is the podcast for you to change your mind, Brian. Yeah. It'll also change my metrics for rating things, so I'm very excited. Oh, all right. Well, hey, Brian. Thanks so much for um, helping me out with this intro. Anytime. Oh, really? It's been a just, it's just been a pleasure. <laughs> it's just it's a pleasure. All right. Well, I love you, Brian. 
And hey. um, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Absolutely. Please. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Love you. Bye. So okay, really fast. Holly said, "Is it Sierra or Ciara?" Ciara. Okay, because I was gonna feel really bad if I called you it's the okay. wrong thing. I, I have like uncles and aunts that call me Sierra. Really? Yeah, everyone. I feel like it's it's like my name. I don't even okay. I respond to it. So. Okay, cool. I have five siblings, and so I'll respond to any of their names, and then sometimes okay. I call them my name. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> my mom calls me my sister all the time. What's your sister's name? Michelle. Okay. She'll, like, have a phone conversation and say Michelle, like, five times, and I'm like, I'll still look at her. So we're currently in the room. I'm seeing, is it okay if I kind of describe it? Yeah. Like a large walk-in closet space. Bigger than that? It's like, yeah. It's, I don't. It's a small <laughs> studio. Okay, it's a studio. Did you choose this room specifically because of the natural light? Uh, no, I actually shoot an artificial light. So because it's so close to the kitchen. So you bring all your baking stuff in here? So I bake and bring it in or cook or whatever we're doing. I'm constantly going back and forth with the kitchen. Back in here. And then do your do your cute pets follow you around pretty much the whole time? Um, yeah, the cats do. The dogs kind of stay out of the way. They do. They don't really care as much. They okay. stay in the kitchen. They don't come in here. So much. when did you switch from real lighting to artificial? I probably like 90% artificial light. Okay. It depends. Sometimes if I need, let's say if I'm sticking a sparkler in a cupcake or something, that's going to yeah. be natural. All of my lifestyle stuff is natural light. Okay. So you don't see a lot of that, but I, I create a lot of content for brands and people. Like I did a yes. wedding last night. Oh, um, really? So were you in charge of the food or everything? No, I shot it. Like I, I took pictures. That's them. amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to like dig into all of this. So here we go. I met you because we both were taking a class at the same acting studio. Yeah. Ish. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. And then my roommate Holly was like, oh, Ciara also has oh. this food blog. <laughs> and then that was right as that magazine. Thrive. For all the magazines I did, but... Really? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's... This is gorgeous. It's so cool when, like, people that you know accomplish something really big and exciting oh, like this. You. And so I wanted to talk to you just about, like, how that got started. Because you are an actor slash, like, that's where you began kind of being a creative is that yeah I that's probably my beginning my, my, yeah my number one passion in life yeah totally and and by and the I, way I've seen her in class she's very very good I know like I'm actually like I'm not just bsing you thank you yes I enjoy I watching it. you oh thank you um I guess I when I was in LA I was really like searching I was really depressed for, yeah this was probably like six or seven years ago yeah I was really searching for like another creative outlet just to mm -hmm get my frustrations out because there's only so much you can do with acting you can, you can take classes and do some plays and stuff but then there's still that like I feel like especially in LA I feel like especially there it's more of a waiting game it is and there's a lot of like knuckles you, you yeah. really have to be because here most of the auditions are on on tape yeah there they're all in person I okay. mean, just recently the last couple of years they started having more on tape but I've probably been to a thousand in-person auditions and those are way more the vibe I guess, like, you you get... Oh, my gosh. No, it's fine. No, I heard cat Kiki, yeah. is it, uh, is, like, on top of my computer. I love how animals can tell what's the most important thing in the room, and then they need to sit on it. Oh, no, it's fine. Okay, in-person auditions, right? Yeah, and, I mean, you probably booked, like, 1% of it. Yeah. Hundreds of people going in for the same thing, and so you're going to audition some weather twice a week, and you're not booking anything. It's just mind-boggling. And the, Honestly, yeah, sorry. it like, is. No. It is. It, it's definitely. But that's that's what it actually is. Really mess with you. Like my roommate Holly, I'll film her for a very tall girl or extremely tall. She's five eleven. 
So she just has to look tall. I went in for a girl the other day for like girl with the giant nipples. So you don't really know. Did Holly they... and I auditioned for the same movie. It was the same. It was like a Netflix movie. Was it the Christmas one? It was no. It was like a bunch of. It was like um, someone getting married, and she auditioned for a bridesmaid and so did I. But yes. The bridesmaid that I auditioned for was girl with big nipples. Was it in the same scene? That yes. bathroom scene? Yes. So one of the girls was very tall girl. Oh, okay. I filmed her for that. <laughs> I was big nipple girl. So that was a thing? Yes, yeah. How did, they, so did they just look at you and think you maybe had big nipples? No, they were, I think they were going to put some like prosthetics. There was like a disclaimer, they would put prosthetics under my shirt to make my nipples pop out of my shirt. <laughs> Neither of us got it. Uh, no, we, y'all <laughs> didn't, y'all didn't. No, um, gosh, that's, yeah. that kind of is, Sorry, I'm yeah, but that's that's like majority of stuff you're going that's for, so and stuff. then every once in a while you'll get something really cool. Like I auditioned for Star um, Star Wars when they yeah. do that big reboot, and uh, God, what's her name? Who's the girl that's in Star Wars? Or the, the and Amelia Clark, or no, like the new one, the one that's uh, Ren, the Ren, the main girl. That's yeah. that's a Jedi. You been yeah. in for that? Yeah, what uh, Ray? Ray, yeah, yeah. Yes, I was just that. about to say you have a I Star Wars that. look. Thanks, but every once in a while you you get like a crazy. Audition, you're like, this could change my life. Yeah. If I, if I, or even getting in front of those people could change my life if I don't book this. Totally. Maybe, you know, whoever it is, Steven Spielberg, I don't think he's George Lucas. George Lucas. George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, just perfect. Or JJ Abrams. I don't even know anymore. That was a long time ago. Yeah. um, Which also, that's, there's, um, okay, so I'm going to be quoting another podcast, but you know, Zoe Kazan? No. Oh my gosh. She said something that I think is so true as an actor, is you're constantly being told to want something you don't want. So let's say, big nipple girl, you don't mm-hmm. want it, but then like you submit and then you're like, that could be good money. Yeah, it's something on my resume. Exactly. You know going to meet, the director could direct something else and want yeah. that. And yeah. people will see you on Netflix and like your parents, yeah. everyone, that'd be cool. And then you don't get it. And you didn't want it, but then you kind of wanted it. Yeah. And then you don't get it. Yeah, it's a... Up so it's, it's so weird. Um, no. Um, so food photography. <laughs> One thing you said is you were really depressed. Is yes, it wrong I, that I feel like being depressed is kind of the beginning of a lot of creative ideas? No, I don't think that's wrong. And I think a lot of people are depressed in, in some way or manner, you know? And, yeah. And that's okay. That's like part of life. You go through those yeah. flows. And I think at the time, though, it was a lot of like just... Actually, I remember what it was. I had booked a really big part on a television series, mm. on a pilot, and then so we went through like uh, filming the pilot, and then it gets mm. picked up by a big um, network, and so I was like, we were all really excited, yeah. And then I was completely cut out of it, and oh my god, yeah, and let go from the show. So I was in, I was just devastated, yeah. And because um, you're told to work towards something like that, you did yeah. it, you accomplished it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is someone even told me, they're like, don't get too excited until you you um, see it because you might get cut out. And I was like, that's not going to happen. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> and it happened. Um, and the show went on to get, like, I think it's still going. Like, it's syndicated and it's... Can you say what it is? The Fosters on ABC Family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, like, kind of really fucked me up for a For bit. sure. And... And I was just, I was work, started working out a lot. I was like, maybe it's okay. Look, like, I mm. need to be prettier and I need to be skinnier. Started working out, but I didn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like dessert. 
so I didn't want to give that up. Yeah. So I just started creating like healthier desserts, and I was in. It's kind of when Instagram first started within like the first year or two. So yeah. I started like posting it on there, and it just people just started following me. It was really weird. So it became like this outlet. I was like, oh, people are like interested in what I'm doing. Yeah. And that felt good. And they would like reshare it, and bigger accounts would share it, and it just like it just made me feel good. So I kept doing it, and kept mm. doing it, and people wanted to pay me. To create recipes for their brand and I was taking it with my iPhone yeah I looked back mm-hmm. you it, yeah, it seems like in, back far oh, enough I scrolled I scrolled to the beginning it was like chocolate chip cookies I've like I've deleted some too so oh really I I was I have never I, I okay so I have the search for pink but then I had one like another one originally it's on private now I haven't deleted anything but like no one else could okay. unless you <laughs> knew me three years ago you can't find it um so Wait, I was going to say, it seems like you were, people started sponsoring you pretty quickly when I was scrolling. So I like got to the bottom and when I started scrolling back up, you had like a partnership with like a granola bar. It was called One Up Bar or something? Yeah, that sounds right. It and up also was a big protein um, company. Yeah, so they were one of the first and I think another protein company. And then they asked me to create a cookbook for them and like take pictures with my iPhone. I, I was, and they were paying me to do it. I was like, how, yeah. how soon into a year wow yeah and but I had grown pretty quickly so I probably had around 10 to 15 thousand followers then wow so how much of this was you actually like maybe you did know what you were doing how much of this was you figuring it like people were like can you make a cookbook and you were no, like it was all on, on the fly and a lot of it was trial and error and once you kind of figure out okay like this is a good um, brownie base recipe. You can yes. kind of build on that and like so you can add things to it and and then and same with like cake. Once you have like mm. a good base, you can add things and flavors just to kind of change it up. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of what I did. Yeah. And a lot of it too with the protein, they wanted like no carbs and no mm. sugar, so it all just kind of tastes like crap anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I think everyone is aware of that, you know. And yeah. Those, those people that compete, I don't think they expect. It to taste that good. (laughs) Yeah, most of it tastes like a sponge, but it's better than Than not having cake, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably just happy to have Mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did that, and then I I got a camera at the same time. I bought random on eBay. I've never used a real DSLR camera. Okay. So I had no idea what I was doing, and I just watched a million YouTube videos. Yeah. So you didn't, or, like, take classes. This was just no. you figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I've taken, I've taken some online courses, um, and I still do. I took one not that long ago. Yeah. Just, to, I'm just, I'm constantly learning. It's artificial light. There's so many different kinds of artificial light and things that you can do. So I'm always taking new courses on that. Yeah. Um, but really- just generally, like, to learn, like, manual mode yeah. of a camera. Yeah. That was all. Just figuring it out. Time. Yeah. So wait, why is it? Peanut butter plus chocolate, just because. Well, oh, if you ever start an Instagram page, yes. I'm sure you really like the name before you do it because mm. I just kind of decided on that and it, my account yeah. blew up. And yeah. I, I didn't want to change it. Um, I didn't want to confuse people and change it. I've thought about it many times, but yes. I just don't. My blog is called that. I don't know. And it's people kind of, are associated with. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so kind of. Not the exact same, because you have almost 50,000 followers? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's the search for pink. Whenever I say it, people are like, oh, what are what's your name on Instagram? And I tell them, I, it's like the search for her. Like, it feels really basic, but for me, I started it a couple of years ago, 
and for it was like oh like the search for happiness or hope I or think that's cute I like it, it well, yeah but I think you know maybe once you say peanut butter plus chocolate like 10 times a day yeah. if you kind of start going why did I call yeah. it this yeah there's some people that have like a really cute like ambitious kitchen you're like oh yeah she definitely makes recipes and yes. stuff for mine, you're like, what? Do you sell peanut butter? Peanut butter? Yeah. It, yeah. Or is it like a Nutella peanut butter spread mm-hmm. together? Yeah. My best friend, if there's ever a dessert menu, I know that she's going to go for anything that combines those two flavors those together. Those are my favorite. So Go to. Yeah, my favorite, which is why I decided on that, but... No, no, I love that. Okay, if I so would have thought about it more. No, no, no I, but I think that's so much of it. it. I do think it is one of those decisions, though, that you you choose that one, you're stuck with it, but then so much of the rest of everything is just growing and figuring it out. And like you said, like you deleted some of your original pictures, um, which is yeah, which is, is fine. Bad. But because that's also this is more like your professional brand, so that makes mm-hmm. that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it turned into that and. And um, I definitely like to keep some of them on there because it's nice to see that uh, the growth I've made. And oh, I love too, that. Like to feel inspired. Like you don't. Mm-hmm. Like I talk to a lot of people that are trying to learn photography and stuff, mm-hmm. and they feel defeated by it. It's a it's a lot. It's yeah. just so much to learn. And I'm like, look, look at where I was just a few years ago. Yeah, I'm really working on it. Your look also, I feel like, has changed in the past like six months, even. Oh yeah, I think it constantly changes a little bit. Like, I, I will get a new backdrop, or I'll make a new backdrop, and yeah. I'm really obsessed with it. Yeah. I'll use that same one for, like, a few months, and then I'll find something new. You're like, this one's perfect. How much of it is also trends? Like, do you ever feel like there's, like, a trend in food photography, or, like, something that's more Pinteresty? and you're like, I need to keep up with this? Or are um, you just doing what you want? I'm kind of just doing what I want, but I've, I've noticed that a couple times. I think, like, the bright, white, and airy is mm-hmm. in right now and not, yeah. like, the dark, moody photography, especially with brands because they – people will naturally gravitate to something that's, like, bright and mm-hmm. like, and light. And then the dark and moody for a brand doesn't mm-hmm. know, always come off well. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make you want to, like, go out and buy their product yes. because it's, like, dark. But that kind of photography is so beautiful, too. Yes. So – some people have that look and they stick with it. You know, yeah. they don't really care <laughs> what's trending. Yeah. Um, luckily, what I really like is the light. Yeah. Bright colors and bright. Um, you know how some people are like, I'm gonna take a picture in front of a white wall, because that's what people are oh, doing. Yeah. But they, you, you know, I feel like you. I don't know. You get it. I'm I, using a lot of hand motions by the way, and that doesn't make sense. I think yeah, a lot of those are just like influencers. Yeah. They're not real food photographers that style it and compose the photo I mean it takes me a couple hours just to get one good shot so, so are you a, or maybe you're all of them baker food photographer food stylist you're all of them I do it all okay yeah cool I yeah. wasn't sure yeah that makes sense because also I feel like you would possibly be brought onto a set to style mm-hmm. it but that might not mean that you're the photographer yeah I actually you know quest nutrition the quest bars yeah yeah yeah. so in LA I they reached out to me to come style some food for them yeah um through my Instagram and I because they're located their headquarters are in LA yeah and so I went down there started doing that and then it turned into now that one of the photographers so oh, that's amazing yeah so I mean it it started off just being a food stylist for their mm. photo shoots and then it then turned into their photographer that's such a cool yeah that's so, so cool. now I can do both so now I think they kind of realized I was like well we can kind of get like two in one <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah and also I feel feel like how you like you're styling it you also know the best way to capture like what yeah. you have in mind mm-hmm. is something 
I think that's a new thing with photographers. It used to be very separated. There was the food stylist and mm. there was the food photographers, and the food photographers didn't know how to style the food. Mm. And now I think with the internet, all the like people wanting to become food photographers and food bloggers, they learn to do it all themselves. Yes. You know, I when I first started, I obviously couldn't afford to hire a food stylist or, or all so, that, so I had to learn to do it all myself. Yes. Which is great for me now. Like a lot of I shoot for some food bloggers. Okay. Because they don't know how to shoot. They only know how to create recipes. Oh. So they source it all out. That's actually, but that's smart though. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and they're big. There are some of their blogs because they're older food or food bloggers. Yeah. They're so their blogs are so old that they have so much traffic and they can definitely afford to yes. source it out to a food blogger or and, food photographer. And also I think that is kind of hard because just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at other, like just because you're amazing at creating recipes, those are two different skills and you might have both of those skills like you do, but that doesn't, they don't necessarily happen in the same person. Yeah, yeah or maybe they just never, with one food blogger that I work for she just she started before it was like a trendy thing for bloggers to also take their pictures Mm -hmm. so she just is like intimidated by a camera now so she's afraid to pick it up and do it because if she started she would probably be starting where you started Mm -hmm. just figuring it out so she'd have to figure it out in front of people you know with like an audience exactly yeah and and it's not something you can learn overnight it's definitely (laughs) something because it's it's not just that. It's also the composition, learning composition and all that. And now she has to get tons of props of props and stuff. You know, you can't use the same plate in every picture. No. Oh, okay. Um, and this isn't all of it. That first room you walked into. <laughs> yeah, more props. Side. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So I was looking up food photography stuff, and so much of it reminds me of, like, some of my friends are art not art historians, but, like, studied art history. Maybe they'll be art historians. But they'll be like, look. Jesus is pointing to the tree. The tree is going down. This represents Michelangelo's beginning in Suffolk. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. But, like, all the lines mean something. And I was reading, uh, I think, a blog you shared about food photography, and it all had to do with, like, the lines of the pasta and then the cookie slices, like, all lining up in a zigzag. And how it's just... Yeah, there's, like, rule of thirds, and, like, you kind of... It's just kind of how your eye would naturally go. You know, you wouldn't... Trying to think. You tr- you try and balance out the photo. Isn't and I it? think people add those lines for images just so um, people learning can see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I found it really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm really trying to, but just like I recreationally bake birthday cakes for friends, which I love yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. But I, whenever I try to take a picture, like look, did this, it always looks like a like a dead. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it looks gross. Yeah, so like, this I is mean, really so important. You look like yeah. nothing is on the same plane. Okay. You know, so it kind of. So like because your like, hand is sprinkling on top, is it or the yeah it is, but the the, the jar back here or the bowl. Yeah. You know, it's on the same plane as this or any of the cookies. Nothing is on. Is that nothing, even the smudge is, is slightly in front? Oh. So you have this like. Director. Yeah. Is the bite because you have a lot of bites in your like the pretzel brownie? I noticed. Mm-hmm. The pretzel brownie thing is so cute because there's like, I don't know, like there's this one that's off, but then these are all aligned and it's like all the details and stuff. Yeah, because it kind of, to me, it kind of looks like someone just like grabbed one. Like it's so good. Yeah. um, But then there's also like this one I posted today where they're all perfectly in line, you know, Mm -hmm. so you don't always follow those rules 
all the rules are meant to be broken, but probably like a new photographer, yeah. food photographer should follow all those rules yes. because they don't understand when they should be broken. I think that's also kind of similar with, um, so I studied acting and we focused on Shakespeare. You can break the rules, but you have to be like so good that no one's noticing you're breaking them. Yeah, and you, have to, like, you have to know the rules, mask the rules, and then you can break them. Yes. I think that really goes for anything. Yeah. Um, you know, all rules are meant to be broken, and it's true, but... You have to know the rules. you really know the rules, and you can and you can master them. You should not break them. Yeah. Okay, so wait. I just want to go back to, to the beginning. You got followers quite quickly, and... This is before Instagram had a real algorithm. Yeah. So, when you would post to Instagram, anyone following you would see it. It would yes. just go to the very top, you know? Yes. And was... that's not how it works anymore. So now it's really difficult to gain a following. Yeah. It's, it just takes a lot of work. For yeah. me, I would just, like, post, wouldn't really respond to comments and nothing, and, and people were just gravitating towards it. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't work like that anymore. Now there's just so much work involved. And mm. Do you think people were gravitating towards it because it was like, oh, my friend Ciara is doing this cool thing? Or... It was... Much, actually, I didn't tell any of my friends, really, that I was doing this. This was all people that didn't... Know you. Yeah. So, I I didn't, like, share this on any... I remember one of my really good friends, just a couple years ago, found out that I had, like, a this Instagram account yeah. that was doing that. Especially, I think it was right when I quit my full-time job. And and I had, like, no idea. Just because I was never sharing it on personal stuff. It no. was just... It wasn't for anybody. Especially when I first started. It was, like... It was so personal and I was mm-hmm. now connecting with people around the world I didn't know mm-hmm. I didn't I don't know I didn't want to like share it with my friends or my family it was just like because I think there's there's not a right or wrong way to do it but you're not in a lot of your pictures it very no. much feels like like its own kind of world and it's separate yeah and in it's Instagram is the algorithm also works as like facial recognition Mm -hmm. so if I post something that's not a dessert Mm -hmm. even if it's savory it doesn't recognize it so it's not going to go out to as many people and not as many people will see it and so the engagement will be really low can it tell it's not a dessert Mm -hmm. yeah just like just like when you get on Facebook and you post a picture and it wants you to tag a specific person yeah just like that what kind of dessert gets the most is it chocolate? chocolate yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Gotta love a chocolate. Okay. Because I've posted so many chocolate stuff in the past that, that Instagram and Google recognizes it as like, oh, she posts chocolate stuff. So this is The same with like my blog. When I post something healthy and chocolate, Google recognizes it. If someone searches looking for healthy chocolate recipes, yeah. oh, like send it to Peanut Butter Plus Chocolate because that's 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 what she does. Yeah. You know? But if I post like macaroni and cheese... No, Google will never send people to my blog to get a macaroni Macaroni. and cheese post, even though I have one on there. Oh, okay. I didn't see that even. That's how SEO works, and even Instagram works a very similar way. How long did it take you to figure that out? Um, Was there like. I keep up with trends on Instagram. I'm constantly reading about the the algorithm. Okay. There's always changes, so I'm always reading about it just to keep up with it as much as I can. Yeah. And then I also have a business partner that I work with, and he works on the SEO side of my blog and so he teaches me a lot too that I never knew to begin with so yeah I work with him a lot that's really cool that was actually Mm -hmm. something um I'm so glad you brought that up I don't know one of the things like for this podcast that I was really excited about starting it wasn't just me but it's like I have a friend that's an illustrator that's gonna be fingers crossed Hannah this is me guilting you um Mm -hmm. is um she's an illustrator that's gonna do an individual like 
thing for each person that's coming on. That's getting going to get like an individual thing. And then one of my friends who's a musician, mm -hmm. they're going to be making something. So also creating a space where I'm getting to talk to people that I'm really excited to talk to. It's a project where I'm getting to work with people yeah. that I'm excited to work with. And those connections are exciting. Are there any like people that you co collaborate with to get this yeah. happening? Um, well, there's other, I've met so many some of my closest friends are yeah. other food bloggers on Instagram. Oh, that's so cool. Some of them I've never met and I talk to all the time. I text and I talk to them all the time. Yeah. Um, there's a girl out here I met right when I first moved here. I reached out to her because I knew she lived in Atlanta. Mm. And um, her name's Natalia at Nat Eats. She's okay. so cute. And um, her and I hang out and we'll, we'll like do Instagram live videos. And, oh, I love that. And, yeah, and make recipes together and then we'll shoot them together. Um, and then I have some friends in in LA too that yeah. I met through Instagram and their food bloggers. I, so I love that. I feel like there's a couple people that I've met either through Instagram or um, I'll start following someone else that like a friend of a friend and I feel like my Instagram people have gotten to know me that way. Yeah. And then one of my like, favorite moments is sometimes when people are like, hey, and then they like reel it in a little bit, but they're like, and then they'll later tell me, I felt like I knew you. Not big following, but it's just because I'm very chatty and really yeah. talking about what's on my yeah. mind so it's like a way to connect and so you kind of feel like you know someone before you do yeah well it's really when you first messaged me on in, uh instagram yeah, yeah yeah i didn't realize that with you i didn't put it together oh, i get a lot funny. Of, i get a lot of random oh i'm sure know? and so i just thought it was like a random follower and i was like oh yeah i was in cat or whatever yeah and then it wasn't until you emailed me and you were like oh you we chat on instagram I was like, <laughs> and I go, and I immediately thought of that yeah. for some reason, and I went back and double checked it, and I was like, okay, that was her. That's the same. Um, but person. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't even put it together. Yeah, no, um, that makes sense. And, and I also I messaged a lot of the interview people. I'm trying to be like official, so I'm trying to send emails like a grown up. But it's actually no, it's when I Instagram, <laughs> yeah, when I I've DM'd a couple people as well that like maybe we're more like buds or we have different relationships. Instagram DMs, I've like gotten like meet like the first person I DM'd was this writer named Erin. I haven't met her. She's doing a book on Meryl Streep that's coming out in September. Oh, cool. Yeah, she like responded immediately, and then I, I was like, I'd love to have you on my podcast that doesn't exist yet. And she's like, I'll be on it. And then I was like, Oh, I have a podcast now. Um, people with Instagram DMs are I feel like more chatty mm -hmm. and friendly, and then well, like emails took me. You responded quickly, but some people took a really long time. Oh, that's interesting. So when for you did it go from like, this is cool, I'm getting a lot of momentum to like, I'm going to make this an income slash like well, business? Well, I never, honestly, I never have tried, not to say I didn't, don't try or anything, Yeah, I've never like sat out any jobs. Yeah. Um, Everything, hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, I was, I worked at Starbucks for 11 years. No. And, yeah. I worked at Starbucks. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of like creative people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like in LA, everyone is like an actor, and so oh. it's so bad. No one will show up for work because they're like auditions. Like, I got an audition, they just won't come in. I was, Wait, a, I was in uh, supervisor for 10 of the 11 years. Oh my so gosh. So frustrating. I feel like if you can be a supervisor at a Starbucks, you can do anything. Did you meet? Oh no, you didn't meet Kennedy. She was in, I think, one of the film classes okay. at Grant Studio. But uh, she was like coming in, and I could just like tell, like how exhausted she looked, and she was smelling like coffee. I was like, "You work for Starbucks, don't you?" And she did. Yeah, yeah. I was, like I can just recognize. You can feel it on a part so more than just like a just any old barista. In your eyes. Yeah, yeah, that you've seen some 
I think I read somewhere that that's like one of the most stressful jobs is working at Starbucks because even like homeless people treat you like shit. Yeah. They just like everyone feels entitled, including homeless people taking like collecting their change and and buying an overly expensive coffee. Oh my god. So like I think part of it is because Starbucks are everywhere. People think that the job is really easy. I think it's there's the maybe like a it's it, mm, it's, it's the hardest job I've ever had. It's just, I also opened for probably eight other years. Do you still wake up early? No. Oh my god, no. So that doesn't come naturally like, to you. I think it did. It well, not not three thirty in the morning. What? Yeah, it's it's Starbucks. My open was six. <gasps> Your no. open was five? No, four. We got there at oh no, we I'd wake up at three thirty. Yeah. We opened at four thirty, so I'd get there at four. What? That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, so when I left, I, I've i been sleeping for like a year and a half nonstop. That's pretty bad. I, like, I feel like I still can't catch up for those like 11 years. No, I think maybe in your body's like maybe scared that it, it's going to happen again. So it's like, oh, I have to catch, I can. catch I up as much as I can. I oh my gosh. Wait, I was going to say, I worked at a Starbucks in my hometown. And so I did it in Chicago for a little bit. Maybe to my hometown. And even people I knew and loved would come into Starbucks. Maybe not loved. They were acquaintances. Like my parents' friends. They were nice to me in real life. They would treat me differently. Yeah. They're like, this has foam on it. Yeah. Oh, no, literally. <laughs> a woman. I'm so, she probably isn't listening, but she picked up a cup down and she was like, remake it. She had me remake the drink. This is literally like someone I know personally. And honestly, whenever I see her which is quite often, I can't look at her the same way. Because I went to the back room and cried. Oh, oh my god. All she made me... I have cried at Starbucks. Do you I, go I back? A... Do I go back? Yeah, I do. I still love Starbucks. Okay. Um, But not, I mean, probably twice a month, maybe. Yeah. I'm not like a regular. Do you have a go-to drink? I just drink black iced coffee. Black cold brew. Yeah. I drink only black coffee. Black coffee. Do you, and I'm guessing you don't get the extra pumps of sugar. In the ice. That's black, what I think. Black, but, nothing, and then not even milk. No, no nothing. Just black, straight Just up. black. And is that how you always were? Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I think at first I first started drinking like white mochas and lattes, yeah, yeah, frappuccinos, and then I don't know, it just hardened me over the years. No, it, and also you don't have time, especially as a supervisor. I used to just not take breaks sometimes. I just didn't have time, and I made sure all my baristas got breaks, and sometimes I wouldn't. So I would just pour black coffee real quick and yeah. just chug it because I didn't have a like mm. <laughs> less and less pumps to a point where I was just like pouring it and, and chugging. And chugging. It. Were yeah. you working like over forty hour weeks? Um, I did for a while. Yeah. And then I think for the last like year was definitely part time because I was starting to phasing you out. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then one day, oh, I hurt my back at Starbucks. And so I took like a month off, I and I was. I have a burn. You can't see oh, it anymore. Right? You get like you get immune to them. You're burning your hands. Yeah. You like spill hot coffee. And the customer's <laughs> like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And you're like, "Yeah." And now I hurt my back pretty bad, and so I was in physical therapy for a month. And in that month, I was like, "Wait, I, I make enough. I make more than I make in Starbucks." Yeah. Taking pictures at home, like, what am I doing? And I went in, and I was like, "I'm not coming back." Oh, that's amazing. I went back for, I was like, that's my two weeks. I'm not coming back. Like, I just can't. I was like, what's the point? Yeah. That month off, I was like, I've never had a month off of Starbucks in 11 years. Yeah. And it was the nicest thing I've ever done. It was so nice. Even though my back was, like, killing me. Just yeah. Just not having to wake up and 
in such a high intensity environment. It is. It's so stressful. I would come home and I'd, I'd just be defeated. Yeah. And that probably like contributed to my depression. And then like, mm. and then you would like get off work and you smell like coffee and you're like trying to change and mm-hmm. run to an audition or something. Mm-hmm. It's, you you smell like your job. Yeah, and, and you have to wear hat. That's probably why I wear hats so much now. Oh. You, I think so. I was just so used to constantly wearing a hat and not doing my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just throwing it in a baseball cap that yeah. I still do that. Like, I don't brush my hair very often. My little sister just found hair. some of my Starbucks aprons. What should I do with Burn them? Burn them. Burn them. I've thought about, like, dropping them off at a location. Yeah, I think so. I think I brought mine into the store. I bought them everything. Okay. Maybe I should bring... I'll take them back to my Tennessee store. Because I do love them. Like, I love my people. And I have so much appreciation for them. Yeah. The people that work there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. People reaching out to you is so great. Because that's so the opposite of acting. Because I feel like acting is you reaching for people. And going, like, please. Begging and begging. Like, just give me a part. And you see that desperation. Yeah. And the other way around is other people going like, hey, Ciara, like, you're doing something amazing, and we want a piece of that, which I think is so, that's so cool. Well, too, brands have to have an identity online now. Yeah. So much of it, especially Instagram, such a visual platform, and if you're selling, um, you know, like, let's say food, people want to see what it looks like before they buy it. Yeah. You know, or they, they, so they they have to have this presence online, so they constantly need new pictures. You can't Mm. be posting the same picture every day. That, so that's so true. How constantly in pictures. Yeah, like the industry has changed a lot. Where it used to be like, this is you know a Twinkie, and then like they have a great picture of a Twinkie, and then it's on all the posters. But like now you need like new constant you content. content. All. So there's a, so many opportunities for photographers now. I think that's why everyone is starting is learning. Yeah, it's becoming. I got in at a good time. It is getting saturated now. Okay. Definitely. But luckily, I, I got in before that, mm. and um, I think that's really helped me. <laughs> What's your, is, so your niche is, um, I, I was going to, like, okay, like, I was going to, like, bake you something or, like, bring, but then I was, like, she bakes, and also I bet you don't want anything. But I've made your chocolate chip cookies, but they have, pe- I don't remember, they're, like, cookies with peanut butter. Oh, like the four-ingredient ones, just, like, peanut butter The really butter simple egg. ones. And they're so good. And simple, but anyways, um, so your niche is niche, whatever. I think my bl- I have a couple of different. So like okay. my blog, yes, niche is is definitely healthy desserts. Yes, for sure. But I also, but like I work for a pizza company. I probably say health food. Health food. Health food in general. Yes, okay. But I do also um, like savory stuff. Yeah. Like I don't post any of that. So like so much probably. God, eighty percent of what I shoot, no one ever sees it. I mean, they do, but they don't ever know it's me. You know, I sell those photos, get sold to those brands, and, um, you know, if you look up, like, real good foods, yeah, all that's me, all of, all of Quest, um, recipes, that's all me. Okay. Um, if you, like, look at their Instagram. So it's, like, peanut butter plus chocolate, like, kind of, like, your CV, or, like, your resume? It's, like, my portfolio, in a way, yeah. And And it's also, like, a passion thing. Yeah, and I, I love, yeah, I love to do it. My blog also, you know, like I, yes. I get traffic and I, I make money off of advertisements and stuff and sponsored posts. Okay. There. Yeah. Um, but most of my income probably comes from creating content for, for other people. And there are people that have reached out to you. Mm-hmm. How, okay, so that's something, because I don't, I'm not like, 
not looking to like be an influencer or whatever, mm-hmm. but would you say for the most part, do your thing, do it really, really well, and then just see? Like, if people come to you, or are you about, like, you knocking do... on doors? Oh, I'm definitely about knocking on doors. I just haven't really had to do much of that yet. Yeah. Um, because you were at there, the beginning of that unless launch. Unless I find... I, yeah. I mean, to say I never have is crazy. But I have, like, if there's a brand that I really, really like, mm. I'm like, oh, I want to work with them so badly, I've reached out. Mm-hmm. And um, I, actually, Quest was one of them. I reached out, though, when I was really, really small. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we did like some giveaways together and they're mm-hmm. really sweet and I have applied for some jobs there. They have a huge, huge um, headquarters mm-hmm. with like kitchens and studios and they film fucking shows and commercials there. Like, That's everything. so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, they had a team of recipe creators and they had like a YouTube channel where they would like create recipes and some the bars mm-hmm. and I wanted to do it so bad and I kept applying for jobs there. Like mm-hmm. anything Stuff that was I was completely not qualified for, but really anything. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to get in with Quest. They're such a good company. Mm. And um, for years, they just ignored me completely. And mm-hmm. then one day, they reached out about something else because the guy had just remembered, oh, that girl lives in L.A. Like, mm-hmm. why don't we have her come be the food stylist? Oh. So he remembered that. And um, and then I and then from there, I've I even hosted a show with them a couple months ago, a cooking show for Amazon Prime, which what? I. It's kind of like a little passion project with one of the um, videographers that I worked with there. And he, it was just like, we were, we created some recipes on camera and Mm -hmm. just had fun with it one day, but I, and it was for Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. Live. Oh. I think. Okay. So I think, I don't even think they've gotten to that yet. And um, I hope, you know, and, and if at one point they do and they post it and it does well, then we'll do more. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, it really, I went from nothing and I reached out so many times for years, and mm. I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then years later, they reached out to me. I, I, and I grew from there, from the stylist to the photographer, and mm-hmm. to even hosting some on-camera stuff for them. That's so cool. Yeah. I feel like whenever, for me at least, whenever I felt like all these doors are closed, I it's always something that like I threw out forever ago. But like I don't know, like the more you throw out, you don't always get it back immediately. Mm-hmm. But it's always like once you've kind of put that to rest and been like oh I don't need quest or like it's okay yeah I've got my own thing and then that's when all of a sudden like when you go into an audition and you can't want it too Mm -hmm. much which stinks because I want I'm like just a very eager eager person Mm -hmm. and so I feel like they can smell it on me yeah and it it like disgusts them I don't know I don't know (laughs) that's so that's so cool though how it came back so is that something that was something I was going to ask about like what are you wanting to reach towards? So, like, you grew this identity uh, online. Yeah. Well, I think my favorite part about all of this is the photography. So, mm-hmm. I can right now, me and my business partner are working on creating like an online course and mm. email, like an email course too, like a free email course, and then another course that you could buy on like how to become a food photographer, how you turn like mm-hmm. do what I did and turn it into a full time job, mm-hmm. you know, and. So that, and I also really want to start doing some workshops would be really cool. Yeah. Some workshops on it. Um, it's so weird because I still feel like I'm constantly learning too, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I do a lot that I could teach somebody. I've learned a Definitely. lot and yeah, I think it would be really cool. To I think that, I think sometimes a teacher that doesn't have everything figured out, like, or doesn't, 
Maybe they do, but, like, it's, like, the more you learn, the more you realize you have so much left more to learn. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good kind of teacher yeah. where they're, like, I don't know, maybe, try it. And then you're, like, no, that didn't work. Let me show you how I did it. Yeah. Because someone that has all the answers, especially, I feel like, with food photography and photography and content creating in general, it's growing. So I think as soon as, if you ever feel like you've got it, a new generation of people with some new take on it are going to come up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't feel like you can ever stop learning with this job. I think that's all creative jobs. I mean, it's like True. acting, how we still... I mean, you have, like, a master's degree, right? Well, yeah, but, like... But you're still in acting classes. Yeah, still in... I, I, and that's a problem with L.A. A lot of people aren't. They're like, I don't need acting classes. Yeah. I, you know, I went to UCLA or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's, like, craziest thing to me. It's, like, you need to constantly be working that muscle. Yeah. And I, that's any creative outlet. And it's it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. And so would you say, like, to kind of keep your stuff sharp for food photography, is that just... How, how do you, like, keep it challenging and stuff for yourself? Because, like, you know for... Changing, like, my style. Okay. I If you look, I just recently started using, like, colored backdrops. No, yeah. I was so afraid. I don't know why. I was, like, a, almost afraid. Is that funny? And I was so used to, like, these neutral colors and then... Mm. And whites and stuff. And I don't know. I just got really nervous. And then also I started now learning videography. Mm. So I did a, with Grant. I actually hired... Oh, Grant. really? That's cool. And we did a commercial for a cereal brand. Oh, um, yeah. So that, that was really cool. And now I want to learn to do it myself. I don't yes. want to have to hire. I want to be able to shoot it literally myself, do promo videos for brands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's really cool. Yeah. So wait, okay. It, sorry, one thing that I was noticing in all the pictures, are those your hands? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you, do you have it like on a timer or something? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Always a timer, you know, a tripod, a timer. Yeah. And yeah, and sometimes, I mean, some of the pictures of myself I've taken, too. Yeah. Um, and let me show you. Yeah. It's just, um, so you put it on top of the camera, and then it's just a trigger. Quick sometimes I'll, I'll, like, I'll set, like, a 10-second timer, or yeah. I'll, like, be pouring it, and just, so I'll have, like, a test, one test shot, make yeah. sure it's all right, and then I have it just shoot a bunch. Like just keep and going. Just keep pressing it. It's yeah. like a long remote control. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So you're, you're someone, I'm guessing, that, like, there's something you want, you figure it out yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you learn the best from trial and error? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, everyone was asking me to come up and I'm like, how can I do that? You know, and I have to go search online how other people are doing it. And then I'm like, well, I need to order more equipment now and other things mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm ordering, like, new pieces every day. I feel like I'm like, I need something else. I need this. So Is it, like, props-wise? Or props and... There's a really great store not far from here. That's one of my favorites for like vintage stuff. Like I have really mm-hmm. cool, some really cool vintage stuff. Um, but then, um, no, you're fine. Going nuts. Um, let's see. World Market has really cool stuff. Okay. Uh, sometimes eBay. This is like a greater. I really search forever on eBay to find one that mm-hmm. was vintage too. So like stuff like that, you know, of flea markets. Okay, one thing, so I was talking to, have you ever been to Chrome Yellow? Mm-mm. Okay, it's a coffee shop here in um, Atlanta. It's really cute. Um, and so I was at Chrome Yellow with my little sister right before I came, and I was like talking, I was like, what do you, what would you want to know about food photography and this and this? She said something that I think is really true, but like you were saying earlier, you have like a brownie base, but is it like you on Pinterest? What if you released a brownie recipe, and then a different blog comes after you, and then they're like, that's my brownie recipe. 
because um, brownies well, are kind of the same. So there is like um, they are, but I also it's like a healthy brownie. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can't be word for word, so it can't be like copy and pasted, yes. which is where you would get in trouble. Okay, so. I, I mean, I don't copy anyone's recipes, but as long as it's worded differently, there's nothing that they can really do. Mm. So, like, that. And then there's definitely stuff sometimes, like, I'll get inspired by someone's recipe. Mm-hmm. Or I can't figure out, like, oh, God, I can't figure out how to make cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. healthy and, you know, vegan and using these specific ingredients. But I find something online and that's similar enough and it works. So, I'll, and um, maybe they didn't use they they use regular butter and I'm mm-hmm. using dairy free butter and I'm using tapioca flour instead of cornstarch I'll definitely like you can see it on some of my blog posts mm-hmm. like recipe inspired by or adapted from this blog you okay. can find her original post here and so I give them credit okay um you know I always give credit where credit is due and even totally if photos inspire me I'll do the same thing figuring out like what I want to post that also comes like with CEO SEO, not CEO, what stuff is trending, what people are searching for. Um, I am so bad at that, but Michael, this guy I work with, he figures that stuff out. So um, he'll let you know, like, we need to do sorbet, or... Um, yeah, so, yeah, exactly, So or, like, chia recipes yeah. or something with those words in it. Okay, so being healthy quote-unquote, is something that, like, also... It's a very general term. I know, and, like, science is always changing its mind. Yeah. Like how... Yeah. I mean, and and my own version of healthy has changed in the years. Like, it used to be low-carb, no sugar, Mm -hmm. no calories. Like, how Mm -hmm. can I make this literally basically nothing? It's like water. Yeah. But it's chocolate. And high protein, using, like, protein powder. Yeah. And now it's just evolved to, okay, like, where can I, like, make it healthy-ish? Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll use real self-rising flour, and sometimes I'll use almond flour mm-hmm. Mo- most of the time it's it's something like that and then vegan it's just all like healthy it's something. adaptable there's mm-hmm. um madeleine shaw is that it's it there she's um she's a british food blogger and um anyways but i love how on hers she'll be like this is a vegan recipe now this is keto this is mm-hmm. she'll like her blog maybe for some reason you have a diet or like gluten-free yeah so the you, diet specific exactly yeah. so anyone could find something on her mm-hmm. site yeah so it kind of sounds like it's very similar yeah, yeah just thing. so no one's feeling isolated and everyone yeah. has an opportunity yeah you're not going to get like a classic chocolate chip cookie with with like real butter and real flour and real sugar and all that yeah. On my blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I think that that's bad, but I also think a couple, it, it, times are changing mm-hmm. where we don't want people to feel like what they're eating is bad. Eat whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, really, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that took me a while to realize too. I was like, used to like look at people like, oh, you don't eat clean, like you're a bad person. Mm. You know? And, and even myself, I would make myself feel so bad if I didn't eat really clean. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, just fuel yourself with whatever you have, really, I guess. And I think it's more like finding for your body what is it going to digest better, what's going to feel better, what does it yeah. need more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone's different, so there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of like. I put, I try and be as dairy-free as possible just in mm-hmm. my own personal life, um, and I even limit meat as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have a lot of vegan recipes, and then naturally I just kind of bake gluten-free, like mm. it's not even conscious I just have a lot of gluten-free, gluten-free ingredients yeah and um I can naturally do that so I think most of my followers 
are gluten-free and mm-hmm. vegan. Because also, if you're gluten-free or vegan, you have friends that are, and so they're probably being like, oh, this one is really good. Yeah. Because um, you guys kind of have to, like, help each other out, yeah. you know, and pass it along. What's the best gluten-free flour? Um, I usually just use, like, an all-purpose flour. Okay. That already has, like, a like a gargum in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it has, like, a few, I think it's, like, brown rice flour and a couple okay. other things in there and probably some cornstarch. But I also always add, like, tapioca flour, mm-hmm. almond flour. Because just regular gluten-free flour can be really dry. Mm-hmm. So you have to really, you have to know how to work with it. That was like a learning curve too. I feel like people are getting better about it though because I feel like I'm having more and more gluten-free things that taste like actually really good. I made the best gluten-free vegan sugar cookies. Really? I know. I Sorry, I, I would have made you something if I didn't have no. that yesterday. No, no, no. You're but, totally fine. <laughs> they're so good. And I was actually really surprised because I have, sometimes have trouble with cookies will yeah. either get very cakey or very dry. Mm. So gluten-free cookies can be difficult. Yeah, With sure. gluten-free flour, unless they're made with like almond flour or something. That kind of reminds me of another thing. Are you sometimes baking to make it look pretty? Like, so it's not like not cracking or anything? Because as I was saying, my baking is like, it's like recreational, but it's ugly. And my mom has always said like, the uglier it is, the better it'll taste. Which yeah. isn't true. That's to make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that goes with food styling. You learn to... Sometimes look at my older stuff. I'm like, I can't believe I ever decorated that way or whatever I did. You kind of, you just learn. Okay. <laughs> I think over time, as a as a food stylist, what yes. works and what doesn't, and how to make things look good. I can make anything look good, really. I can, and then also how to take pictures to make them look good. Yes. Sometimes I'm like, I know that angle's not going to look good with that. And same with editing. Sometimes um, I'll make a cake and it might have some air bubbles, and I'll just take that out. Which is the same as like. You're like air, you're airbrushing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is the kind of airbrushing I'm I'm all for though. Because no one's feeling bad about themselves. They can oh, just yeah. like get like some extra crumbs and you just take that stuff out. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, a lot of it is editing. You're not going for the perfect bake. You're more just working with what you have, and figuring it out. Have you ever mm-hmm. remade something because it didn't come out how you wanted? Oh God, I, I have a lot of fails okay. for sure. What do you do with the food when it's gone? Because I'm guessing you and if your... it's a fail, yeah. If it's a fail and it's not edible, then it you just throw it out. Oh well, yeah. Or give it to the rabbits. <laughs> yeah, you have rabbits. Yeah, well, rabbits? they're not like pet rabbits. There's just a lot of rabbits in my yard. I'm guessing they're probably probably now because I've been feeding them so much. <laughs> what do they do? Rabbits have to eat certain. Can they eat burnt cookies? Anything. But I give them a lot. Like when I'm. I eat a lot of Brussels sprouts and stuff, okay. so like when I'm kind of, I always give them like the ends and That's you know. Cute. My boyfriend, like he refuses to eat anything if it if it's healthy. He's like, oh, I don't want it. I, I saw that you. Um, my mom, she's here. She'll eat like she'll eat anything. Um, I take it to my friends, the theater. I need to make a run to the donation center because yeah. one of the companies I work for, they do a lot of giveaways on their Instagram, and yeah. I take those pictures. So okay. those companies that they do giveaways with send me their product. Yes. And they do like 10 or 15 giveaways a month. It's insane. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, I can only say like as an actor, you know, like you're like, I'm an actor. And everyone's like, okay, do it. I can't just, I once did it. I like tried to do a Shakespearean speech and it was so uncomfortable for everyone. My mom did that to me. Yeah, she'd be like, she'd be like do, do that monologue for me or something. Or like, what? Well, you want to see that? It's not, it doesn't work like that. Are people ever like, oh, sorry, I made this and it's not as nice as people... A lot of my friends expect free pictures. Can you take my headshots? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For free. And 
and most of the time I'm pretty okay with it. Like close friends, obviously, I totally. I do it without even thinking. But sometimes it's so time consuming, and then editing takes long. I don't think they realize everything that goes into it. Yeah. And that can be really annoying because you're like, well. But I think I people are like, oh, you're creative, so you must love being creative. Like I say with acting, they like, oh, like we be my movie for free, and most of the time you're gonna say yes. Oh if yeah. You want to. But it, it's the same thing. You wouldn't ask any any other profession. You wouldn't ask unless it's a creative thing. Like, come play the guitar at my wedding, <laughs> you know, yeah. or whatever. Sing. Like, you would never ask anyone that wasn't a creative to do work for you for free. No. I'd love for this podcast to somehow be able to advocate for that. But, like, I'm doing... The, my friends that's doing the illustration and the music... So, like, I'm like a... Bar- you know the barista life. I don't have a lot of money to be paying my friends to do all yeah. these jobs. But then... I will admit, like, my first thought was, like, oh, this will be good publicity for them. And then I'm, like, but I'm not going to ask them to do, like, I know I can't pay them as much as I would like to eventually, but I do really believe in paying creatives for what they're doing. So I'll I'll get something for them, be able to yeah. benefit something. Well, I don't, if you want to ever volunteer to, like, make someone's birthday yeah. cake, that's... That's from you, is because that's also a gift. Yeah, that's the same as you purchasing something because your time baking something is worth quite a bit to a yeah. lot of companies. Yeah, so it's a it's a gift, not something that can be expected. So wait, okay, sorry, you mentioned at the very beginning you you were taking some wedding photos. Have you moved on from food food photography? No, that, that just goes another with people then asking like, oh, you can you're a photographer. You're a photographer. Can you do this? So those were friends. So like I did like her engagement photos and it's just it just like comes up every once in a while. Like I met a girl out here and she is like an influencer. Mm-hmm. So like but herself. Like she posted like, pictures of herself and she paid me to take pictures. Yeah. Um and then I think I did some more. I like had her pose in some pictures for me and then portrayed I just mm-hmm. Um, took some extra pictures for her for her Instagram. Yeah. And then she told her friends, and they're like, they wanted pretty pictures for the Instagram, so they all contacted me and paid me. So it just kind of ends up being word of mouth and people just contacting me. Because I'm guessing just how you have a lot of food photographer friends, influencer mm-hmm. friends, or actors, yeah, yeah. we all kind of know each other. Yeah. There was a barista of one of my most recent pictures on my Instagram. She's like, I'm trying to be a photographer. And I was like, I'm trying to have a nice picture of myself. And I was like, would you like to take it? And she was like, sure. And we, yeah. so that's a little yeah, that's different, different than that's like, different. this is your profession. It's a very nice picture. Yeah. But like, she's just figuring herself out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little different. Yeah, it is. I've actually reached out to restaurants and been like, hey, I'm just trying to build my mm-hmm. restaurant portfolio mm-hmm. a little bit more. I'll take your pictures for free and get some like free pictures for your marketing, whatever you're going to use for it. Yeah. Um, you know, they, you don't have to give me anything. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've done stuff like that. I've also had them reach out to me and be like, hey, if you come here, we'll give you a free meal. I'm like, that's not the same. No, it's not. I, I charge $3,000 for that photo shoot in yeah. your $20 meal. It's just not the same. Because also, I, you know what's, you know that, like, okay, if this restaurant is what I need for my yeah. portfolio. Yeah. But just anybody else saying, like, oh, I know what your time is worth or I know what's best for you this will be great free publicity or whatever. Sometimes it's just like the audacity. I'm like, yeah, no, I yeah. have to even, they're like, but it's just a, it's just a picture. Can you just like post it on your Instagram? I'm like, well, one, that's not how the algorithm works. You're not going to get anything out of that because mm. it just, no one's going to see it. It doesn't go with my stuff and mm-hmm. that's not how it works, you know? And also you're not just paying for my time. You're paying for my equipment. 
Mm -hmm. You know, like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in equipment, Mm -hmm. you're paying for that too. Along with my time, my editing, your experience, my uh, yeah SEO search, and now I got to pay my my guy to yeah. to figure all that out. You know, it's more than just a quick picture and posting it on Instagram. Yeah, I, and I think sometimes um, I I don't have personal experience, but like something that really annoys me is like I try to I try like so hard, pretty much in anything. I would try to do the research, and just the fact that this person is like, oh, I'm I know what I know how your business works. I have this all figured out. Like, I'm not taking the time to understand your world, but yeah. I'm still going to tell you what to do. That, like, yeah. the, like the ignorance, I think, like, the chosen ignorance really makes me mad sometimes. Or, like, people that aren't actors sometimes, they're, like, um, I love that it keeps, it's kind of, I was going to ask you, like, how is it all connected? And I it's feel like all, yeah. it's it's all connected. That's um, all creative worlds. I feel like what you're doing is so cool. Thanks. It's and fun. I really love it. I love how it's, like, come organically as well. Do you have work hours? Like, no, I, that's something I've always tried to implement. It doesn't really work out for me. Most mm-hmm. of the time, you know, like I wake up, I have coffee, I do my thing, and then I like write a list, my to do list for the mm-hmm. day, and then try. I to love get a to do list. Yes. Oh yeah, this is like my. I go through like a book a month probably okay. every day, a new list. Do you ever write down something you've already done to cross it out? Mm-hmm. I yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just really feel like I've done more that day. Mm-hmm. I'm like clean cat litter. I did that this morning. <laughs> so I just feel like a little more accomplished. Yeah. Because some stuff will take way longer. So but then you're like, no, I have three. I did that yes. cat litter. Yes. But yeah, it helps. It mm-hmm. helps mentally, I think. Also, sometimes there's like things I, I don't know, that really stress me out. But just writing it down, I know. Because I like to go to a co- coffee shop because I'm not taking pictures. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing you need to be in your space. That would kind of drive me crazy, though. It gets, do you feel stuck here? Yeah, it gets really, it was really hard when I first moved here. It's like, you're here all day, and I've thought about, I've looked at, like, renting some, like, little studios and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, then I couldn't go to work in pajamas. Yeah. And that's a little more of an overhead, and all this other stuff kind of goes into it. Are you looking to move closer to the city? Yeah. And so, I had done Showcase in New York and LA right after grad school, no one was interested, um, which I was expecting, but it still hurt. Wait, it's, what was it for? Like agents and stuff? Agents. So agents and casting directors. And I had one casting director, maybe he was just being nice, but like, like you were great, like, but I absolutely can't call you in because you look like everyone. And I was like, what? So also part of like, I was really depressed once I left London. So even if that stuff wasn't true or the advice wasn't good, I was hearing it all in this emotionally a really bad place so I took it really personally um moved back to Tennessee to I was planning on going back out to LA and then I don't know I just I'm from Tennessee so I ended up like people were like try to build your reel with Atlanta and I'm really grateful I'm here because like I don't think I would have had the ambition to like I'm gonna sit down and interview yeah just people Mm -hmm. because or like other creative endeavors because I think I might have gotten stuck in that like oh, you have to be good at acting. Instead, I feel like here in Atlanta, like, I have an agent. She hasn't sent me out for anything for, like, two months. Me neither. <laughs> well, I, yeah. but I hate that though. it makes me feel a little bit better. But, like, a little bit. Because you're like, is it I, me? I'm going on a vacation, and as soon as I get back, when I get back, I'll dive back into all of this. But I think that's good to take a brain break, though. Because I think for at least, like, I've gone through, what was it? It was, like, my mental, I think like my mental health, I had some things I needed to figure out, but I knew like the move to Atlanta was coming up and I was like, I will look at this 
I will like dig it out of me mm-hmm. and I will figure this out, but I'm just trying to like keep going Yeah. at this point. So like, I know this is an issue and I like pretty much like after this date, like once this thing is complete, like vacation or something, where are y'all going? Indonesia. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you ever, so is a break for you not taking pictures? Are you going to, uh, or is it just something I'm that you. I'm actually going to bring my camera. Okay. Um, because we're specifically going to Borneo for a bit okay. to trek the jungle there searching for orangutans. <laughs> so I'm hoping what? to capture some. This is my dream. Like, I really hope that I get some good pictures of, like, orangutans. I can yeah. start, like. In Instagram for like wildlife photography and then one oh day gosh. I can like move to Africa and just taking pictures for National Geographic. What? <laughs> That's like some crazy dream I have. I don't know. I love that like in like 30 years they'll be like doing, you'll be doing like a TED talk and everyone's going to be like, how'd you get started saving the pandas? And then you'll like pull up this copy of Thrive and you're going to be yeah. like, I saved the pandas because I could also take a mimosa picture. Yeah. <laughs> and it like... Because it's true, though. Like, all the rules keep applying. Um, mm. It's just kind of circular. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Orangutans? Yeah, we're really excited. That's so, so we're cool. we're going for, like, four days. And then yeah. we're, we're going to... Where are you going to find the orangutans? In, there's only two places in the world that they live naturally. So and, and you're both in Indonesia. Are there, like, rules, though, of, like... Are there, like, people protecting the orangutans? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, it's, it's in Borneo, so it's on, like, a protected reservation. It's on a like, reservation. Jungle. Same with, like, in... In um, Africa, a yeah. lot of animals are protected. protected. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's still poachers that come in, but they're protected in Borneo from a lot of the palm oil mm-hmm. deforestation stuff. Okay. I mean, they're still happening, but a lot of them are being protected and like rehabilitated. There's like a rehabilitation center too. That's so exciting because I feel yeah. like even from like just this like you've got maybe you'll end up doing a cooking show video that like it's like maybe I'll add maybe maybe you'll be in Star Wars or maybe you'll I don't know take pictures of rare animals or yeah. whatever well I like I have I have had like a child or like I was a child since like childhood I've had a big obsession with primates so that's whoa specifically going there we were supposed to go to Africa to Uganda yeah to track um for gorillas yeah but then there was like some travel advisory, like because mm. some <laughs> California girl was kidnapped by the DRC and it was like a big mess. Oh no! So, yeah, so we canceled that trip and we moved it to go see. And I was like, well, go see my second favorite primate. Primate, oh, because there's a list, obviously. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's gorilla, gorillas, orangutans, bonobos, chimpanzees. Okay. And then like every other, <laughs> all the other monkeys. We'll fall into that. I love that. Also, as I was listening, like, maybe you'll do this and this. I think also there's a... I think you'll probably do all three. Like, cooking, acting. Yeah. Because, like... So, yeah, I'll plan to, like, make an Instagram. Because I don't know if it, I can just, like, start adding pictures of... Orangutans. Gorillas and orangutans. Maybe they're, like, like, eating cookies. <laughs> so... Yeah. All of a sudden, instead of your, like, nice little manicured hand in the picture, it's an orangutan <laughs> like oh, going God, for a brownie yeah yeah like, that'd be cute well thank you so much for letting me talk to yeah, you i really appreciate it yeah um yeah cool okay i'm gonna stop recording thank you everyone for listening hopefully i didn't mess this up okay bye and now a word from our sponsors <laughs> it's me i work three jobs 
I have very little money and so many student loans. I am sponsoring this podcast for all of you. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, I love you. (laughs) That was perfect. I hope it wasn't too desperate. All right.